here in that, uh, that second reading that, that Christ is the first fruits. He's been raised from the dead. That, that our hope as Christians lies in the resurrection of the body. That there is, there is life after. Right? And this is what the apostles proclaimed. We have seen him. We have touched him. The risen Lord. And so death does not win. And we are called to share in, in this grace, in this, this power that is stronger than death, in order that we too may not, not simply pass through death, but we may live forever. We may be divinized. And, and the, the, the celebration that we have today is, is also a, a furthering of that hope, that Our Lady is also our hope. We say this in the, the uh, Salve Regina, or the Hail Holy Queen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. She is our hope that she has, she too has gone, not just her soul, not just in spirit, but, but her body is in heaven for eternal life, where we are all made to go, not just in spirit, but body and soul, the entirety of who we are. And so the, the feast today is one that, that should point and stir this hope that, okay, that although I may walk through the valley, this veil of tears, there may be suffering, that there is hope. The hope is what, is what directs my gaze to that which is to come. It's able to see behind the here and now and, and the immediate suffering, the immediate trial, the immediate darkness, to say that this is just one step. That if I remain in communion with our Lord Jesus, then, then my hope for eternal happiness, eternal life, eternal peace will be fulfilled. Our Blessed Mother is, is not only a witness of that, but then she is also our help in that. And I think especially, you know, it's the, 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 the church gives us these readings, not by coincidence, but the, that first reading from the book of Revelation that, that kind of paints big picture on a cosmic level that what has been going on since the beginning of time is is the battle between between the the, the forces of darkness and and God and his his followers and we see that portrayed in in the woman clothed with the sun foreshadowing both the church and our lady at the same time and then the dragon who sweeps a third of the stars from the sky meaning Satan and the other apostate angels who disobeyed the Lord with him, that they set out to attack the woman. The woman has a place prepared for her by God. She is spared. And then, we didn't get to it, but then the, the, the dragon turns to make war on her offspring, which is us. And so the, the gift of Our Lady to, especially during this time of trial, that that's what this life is, that, that, that our, our communion with the Lord on this side, on this side of, of, of death is, is, through his, is through his cross. Not that we're not going to experience consolation and peace and, and all the fruits of the Spirit at times, but, but ultimately it's going to be through the cross that communion is, is not only experienced but is, is, is strengthened. And so the temptation for us is to despair in the midst of suffering and to turn from the Lord. And that's exactly what the evil one would want, to separate, to divide, to pull us away, 
But Our Lady is the one who, who is, is, she's not only the model in how to do this, how to remain in communion, but that she also shares with, with us the, the grace. You know, that which is what we need, which is beyond our natural powers, our natural strength to do it. That she stood at the foot of the cross. At the place of communion where, where her heart too was pierced by the sword mystically. And so just as, as in the fall, where, where sin and death entered the world through both man and woman and Adam and Eve, we have, we have the undoing of that in Jesus Christ, the new Adam, and Our Lady participates as the new Eve. And so not only shows us how to remain in communion by standing in faith in the midst of darkness and great trial with Jesus, but she also desires to share the grace with us. That it's not just a pious thought, that Mary did it so I can do it, but no, that the grace is something that is really communicated to my soul in order that I can, that I can do that which seems impossible. And so we, we entrust ourselves to her care, to her prayers, especially in this Mass, um, for that, that we may be a people of hope, no matter the amount of darkness, no matter the amount of suffering, that we may look beyond the cross of the present moment and, and remember that, that we are called to share in the life that she does with her son where she already does in heaven. And that we may continue to persevere. And so we go to her in this Mass and ask, us, ask her help as we prepare to, to, to be present to the Paschal Mystery, to be receptive, to give ourselves to it. And then we, we, ask, we ask her help on a daily basis. We cannot come in contact with Our Lady without coming in contact with Jesus. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. It just, and this is Jesus' desire. We see it in the Gospel. And Mary goes to see Elizabeth, and, and she's struck with the Holy Spirit because Jesus is dwelling in Mary's womb. She encounters the Lord. It's the same thing she desires to do to us. Is that every time we come to her, that we encounter Jesus. We encounter his spirit, and, and so are changed, are filled with more, more wisdom. We're filled with more joy. Right? We're drawn into to the very heart of Christ himself. And so... Blessed Mother, we entrust ourselves to you, your sons and daughters, and we ask that you help us to be receptive, the gift of the Spirit that you were, that Jesus Christ may take on flesh in each one of us. And we pray that you may win for us the grace of an undying hope, hope in the resurrection, a constancy and a perseverance in the time of trial, and that we may be filled with joy,